welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. to start a series um, today titled The Blessed Life. The Blessed Life. The Blessed Life. Someone say I'm blessed. Someone say it again I'm blessed. Say it like you mean it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, we religious folks, well, not religious, they call it spirit cuckoo. Say, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. They say, I know, but how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. I know, but how are you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored and anointed. Ah, ah, brother, how are you doing? And then shortly after that, they say, bros, can I get a gen 2K? <laughs> and the person says to you, I thought you were blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Glory to God. But say it again, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Glory to his name. The mind of God for us as a people is that we are blessed. And somehow we equate the blessed life with material things with tangible things that we can see we can identify tangible things that we can relate to, handle, torch so we see someone who um, lives in a good house drives a nice car, dresses really well expensive shoes and stuff like that and then naturally we say man, God has blessed this guy natural disposition and then you see someone else who is not too okay and they say may God bless you not too okay physically maybe by virtue of the things that he, you can see naturally I was at a car wash yesterday and I heard behind me someone talking I just I drove in the car wash and I was about to come down I heard behind me outside someone talking and the person was saying things like um, it wasn't coherent but what he was saying was blood of Jesus alright but it sounded like Batuga 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 so I was on phone with someone and I was like ah, why is who is talking there I said, I don't know what the person is saying. He said, why is the person saying blood of Jesus? I said, oh, is that what he's saying? Apparently, the guy was a preacher. So, you know, people who go around and then they just preach, uh, you know, and stuff like that. So, I got out of the car, came out, and I stood, and I saw the guy. So, he stood, and I think they would come and give him an offering or something. And then he stood. I looked at his coat because it wasn't suit. 
was caught. I looked at his shoes. I looked at his dressing. In my mind, I'm like, now I'm arriving somewhere. Hear me. I know now you will say, Pastor, humble beginnings, but I'm going somewhere. So I looked at his dressing. And something inside of me, it's not the dressing, just follow me. I know where I'm going. Something inside of me didn't just like the fact that what he was doing and the way he was dressed I couldn't equate the two I understand the place of small beginnings I understand the place of humble beginnings And I know that there are progressions in life. But at some point in your life, after you have said, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, that blessing was sure. Are you hearing me? That blessing must show. That blessing must show. So after you have confessed, after you have declared, after you have by faith claimed it, it must show. However, the expression of the blessing in material things or material possession does not define the blessing. Does the blessing come with material possessions and wealth? Yes, it does. It comes with lands, it comes with houses, it comes with all kinds of things. But is that the blessing? No, of course. Of course not. So, but society has put us in a position where if we don't see those things, then we don't define the blessing. If those things don't appear, we don't define the blessing. So what we have found out now is that people are chasing those things to define the blessing. People are going after those things. Even you see the the Yahoo guys, God don't bless me. How can that be the blessing of the Lord? Because society has told us that if the guy is praying dollars, he drives a beamer, then he's blessed. So whatever definition and whatever brings the blessing, it doesn't matter. That is the blessing. But according to God's standard, according to God's method of operation, What really is the blessing? How can I have a blessed life and not be intimidated by the way at which people define the blessing and then truly come to a point where I begin to enjoy the blessing? How can I, how can that happen? The other day I I told us how, how you can, how you can make money. You can steal it. 
Come on, is someone hearing me? Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. You can steal it. Tell your neighbor, you can steal it. Uh-huh. Someone heard me preach like that and said, Pastor. I said, yes. Because people steal money to make money. Am, am I? Yeah. Say, how did you get your money? <laughs> the Lord blessed me. Uncle, how did you get the money? Is the goodness of the Lord. Uncle, how did you get the money? So you can steal it. You can do ritual. Hallelujah. Amen. Do people do it? Yes, of course. Will they get the money? Oh yes, they will. Will they intimidate believers very well? Will you feel like God is not answering you? Oh yes, you will. Are you deceiving yourself? No. Will they spend the money? They will spend it. The money will not run from there. They will spend it. Will they buy good clothes and live? Yes, they will. They will. They will. And then number three, you can work for it. You can work for it. So the first two, I don't have experience there. I don't know how they do that. But the other one, we can give you guidelines. But whichever way, because society has cramped us in a space where that's what we see and that's what's projected everywhere. That's what's projected. That's what's projected. It makes us feel that for us to say that we are blessed, we must come into that space physically where we can touch and handle and see and then it now defines the blessing for us. And you find even believers falling into that trap. Falling into that trap. So there is the blessing and there is the expressions of the blessing. What do I mean? Galatians chapter 3. From verse 8. It says, and the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So it's here defining for us the category we belong in this whole blessed life experience. It's defining for, for you and I that claim that we are children of Abraham, that claim that we come from the loins of Abraham, the kind of blessing that we fall into the category of that blessing. And how did God do that? How did he do that? How? Watch this. 
So to understand that those, okay, yes, start from there. Now the scripture foresaw that God will justify the Gentiles by faith and foretold the good news to Abraham. Kaya Bahaya. He said, Abraham, this is how your blessing, this is how the blessing will come upon you. How? He foretold the good news to Abraham that all the nations will be blessed in you. The other translation said, God preached the gospel to Abraham. He said, this blessing that you are talking about, God preached it to Abraham. And in the preaching of that gospel, it conferred on him that in this preaching, this is where your blessing is. That this gospel carries the blessing. That what I'm saying to you, Abraham, now, as I'm talking to you, I'm conferring on you the blessing. As I'm talking to you, I am ministering to you the blessing. The gospel that I'm preaching to you carries the blessing. It says, so then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So, all of us who come afterwards, our lineage, the loins from which we come, is Abraham, whom God had preached the gospel to, that in him all the nations will be blessed. So that blessing that we carry comes from Abraham. Someone say, I'm blessed. Say it out loud, I'm blessed. It comes from Abraham. He said, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham. So the first realization is that in the scheme of things, in the agenda of God, where this blessed life is concerned, God is saying that first of all, you need to realize that the blessing upon you is not the blessing of material possessions, but it is the blessing that I conferred upon Abraham when I preached the gospel to him. So you come in, you are part of that blessedness. You are part of that blessing. You enjoy the same blessing that I have preached to Abraham that made him the father of nations. That same blessing is upon you. That's the first realization. Someone say again, I'm blessed. Say, I enjoy the blessed life. So at this point, God had not started talking to Abraham about um, material things or physical things or things that he can see touch and handle he hasn't started talking to him about it yet let's go there to genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 it says now the lord said to abram go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that i will show you and i will make of you a great nation And I will bless you and make your name great. So that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. 
And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God did not tell him, I'm going to give you lands. I'm going to give you houses. I'm going to give you chariots and, and servants and all that. No, but he said to him, Abraham, I will bless you. So the first thing that Abraham received from God was not a tangible thing, but an intangible reality beyond the fact. Listen to me very carefully. Beyond the fact. The fact at the moment that was that Abraham did not look like someone that could express the blessing. Why? Because he had a comma in his life. And what's that comma? There was no way that he was going to give birth. And the very thing that seemed like it was lacking was the very thing that God chose to be the expression of the blessing. It would have been easy if he had a son. And then God said to him, Abraham, I'm going to make you the father of nations. And then he turns to his son and says, oh yes. It's easy, right? But God comes to him and says, I will make you the father of nations. And then he turns, from where? From where? Many of you, God has given you, God has given you pictures and dreams and visions about your life and the future. And then where you are present, it doesn't even look like it. And you turn around and say, from where? And the truth of the matter is, God never confers with what you have presently to determine what he wants to do. Most of the time, it is what you do not have. That, that you can't even see that you have it, that God is talking to you about. Why? Because... I, I told us some time ago that look, God is not the one that created money. God cannot use what man has to define himself. No. God did not create chairs. He created trees. He gave man the wisdom to turn the trees to chairs. Everything you can find on earth comes from the creation of God. There is nothing that man has created that came out of his own creation. Man did not create anything. No. What we did was to take the wisdom of God and begin to implement it from the natural things that God has created. From platinum we bring forth this from all the minerals on the earth. We bring forth this. We begin to innovate. We begin to innovate. So when God blessed man in Genesis and said that you are blessed, have dominion in all the earth, over the fish of the sea, over the waters, over everything, have dominion. Believers, we thought that when man fell he lost the dominion let me explain to you pastor paul please come wisdom come so this is 
the man God has created Adam and God pastor you come you are God you look like God today all right so stretch out your hand this way and confer both hands confer on him the blessing so he's conferring on him the blessing all right and then i want you to be bugaying like you are getting the blessing yeah the blessing is coming on him all right it's coming on him good good yeah he's feeling like the blessed man now right don't feel like a blessed man now pastor paul <laughs> all right so now as he's doing that these are the things that are like the blessing okay so i need you to hold some things okay pastor tayo can i have your phone all right so these are material things and then he's been conferred the blessing these are material things now gravitate towards him come on go ahead gently walk like the yeah that's it he, so as he you're not going now <laughs> right, good so as he's doing don't run away from him as he's doing that he's attracting some things okay by virtue of his expression of the blessing on him wisdom is coming idea is coming um intellect is coming innovation is driving and he's changing things and then somehow he meets mark zuckerberg he says mark zuckerberg i have an idea that we can do that thing is called facebook and then he does it come on keep coming to him and then things are coming and then you know um everybody is getting on the stock and everything and then his net worth is increasing and then uh, he gets a bugatti hey praise the lord someone he comes to church and gives a testimony oh i got a bugatti and he's praising god and all that and then he's doing that again. Again, then he bought a mansion in LA, $300 million. And he's doing all that. And then some people are watching from afar off and thinking that, hey, say, 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 okay, come, come, come quickly. So you, she's seeing all this and then she's not seeing what is happening here. All she sees is this guy gravitating towards him. What will she chase? This guy, right? So she, go, she goes ahead. Hold him up at the clock. Yeah. All right. She's chasing after him. Chasing after him. And asking, how come this guy is so blessed like this? Because all she's seen is this gravitating towards him. Right? And then, man fell. Put your hand down. Man fell. And then man now thinks that, oh, I have fallen. I have fallen. What God has given to me is gone it's gone so because of that thought shut your eyes he seen he thinks this guy is no longer there so what happens he's trying to reach him but he can't find him he can't find him he's trying to reach him he can't find him because he thinks that look he has lost everything so that's what the devil wants you to think that when man fell that man lost everything no when man fell his ability to see these things has now been far from him that's why he said in toiling you will get it's not like you will not get it but you will toil and get it it means that the ease of access kasha talabahaya that you had before when the blessing was upon you that ease of access has now gone but your dominion is still there your dominion is still intact that's the justification for unbelievers getting things that you are not getting 
Because that dominion is on man everywhere. Because if it was not, and it was only on because he's a child of God, then nobody that is a Hindu should be a billionaire. Nobody that is an atheist should be a billionaire. But you have people who are atheists and they are billionaires. They don't even want to hear about God. Because that dominion conferred on man, it's a dominion. Let me show you something. Please stand, uh, stay there quickly. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. From verse 12. It says, I the preacher have been king over Israel in Jerusalem. And I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of men to be busy with Another translation says that they may be exercised, that they may be stretched by it. So what has happened to us is that we have not lost our ability to reach these things, but we have lost the ease of access by which we reach them. So those things are still there. Your dominion is still intact. Your ability to dominate the earth is still intact. How be that ease of access is no longer there. The ease of access is no longer there. And then here comes Jesus. Into the picture. Come in between. Because this guy can no longer reach. Stretch your hand. He can no longer reach what has already been made available. And that's the, that's, the, that's the life of believers. That's the life of people everywhere. And then Jesus comes and says, My father, this is what you have given them from the foundation of the world. Because of the fall of man, they can't reach it. I will become the bridge. I will become that bridge. That's why the Bible says in Christ Jesus we have everything. So the things that we cannot reach on our own in Christ Jesus in him we live, in him we move in him we have our being. So the Bible tells us that God has given Jesus everything and then he gave Jesus to us. So the things that we cannot reach because of the fall now we have Jesus as the bridge to reach them. But here's the thing. A lot of us believers, we've settled with the fact that when we pray, that is the bridge. When we fast, that is the bridge. When we give, that is the bridge. We don't wait for the instructions that this guy was getting at the beginning. The instructions that lead to dominion. The instructions that lead to wealth. We don't wait for those things anymore. We begin to define it by how much we have prayed. 
how much we have fasted, how much we have given, how much we serve in church, which those things are good in themselves. But after you have done those things, there are the instructions that follow your giving. There are the instructions that follow your fasting. There are instructions that follow your service in church. There are instructions that follow all these things. And those instructions begin to lead you to the place of wealth. Come and celebrate them. Have your say. So when God would say to him that Abraham I've made you the father of many nations. I've made you the father of nations. And in you shall all nations be blessed. He said when I bless you Abraham you will become a blessing. When I bless you Abraham Your world will look at you and they will draw from you. When I bless you, Abraham, you will become a blessing. So one of the things that stop people, can I have my artwork up? One of the things that stop people from enjoying that blessing is that they miss out on the reason for the blessing. They miss out on the reason for the blessing. You need to understand that the blessing of God, it carries the signature of God. And if it carries the signature of God, then it means that it's for the purpose of God. It's for the purpose of God. So someone says, hey, you ask people, why do you want to be rich? Really? Have you ever asked yourself, why do you deserve to earn a million dollars a month? Really? Why do you think you deserve it? Why do you think you deserve a thousand dollars per week? Why do you think you deserve it? When you sit down and ask yourself and judge your motives and judge your intent, you realize whether or not their selfish intent or selfish motives. You come to that realization. Why do I think I deserve this? Someone told um, one of my mentors, called him up on the phone and said, Sir, I just want to tell you that my Jeep is coming. He said, What did you say? He said, I just want to tell you that my Jeep is coming. And then he cut the phone. And then he said, if that's all you are excited about, that your Jeep is coming, then we cannot relate. So your Jeep has come. So what? How is that a goal? How is that an achievement? How is that an impact? You know, there are some people that you should pray for them not to have money. And it's not a bad prayer. Have you spoken to some people before? Say, oh, if I just, if, if, if I give you, if, if you just open your account now and you see one billion, one, say, ah, we die. So God will not give it to you. People say, ah, I will just run mad. God will not give it to you. Why? So that you will not run mad. Say, ah, I will just sleep for two days and not go wake up. God will not give it to you so that you will not sleep for two days and not wake up. 
It's the thought. Some people say, ah, I'm just shut down shop right. God will not give you so that you will not shut down shop right. So people's intent and reason for why they think the expression of the blessing will come up. Let me show you something. Some of you are asking God. Hmm? God, if only you can just give me a job in Shell. Shell, just Shell. Just Shell. Even if it is to be opening the door for the CEO, just let me be there. And the reason behind your behind that you're thinking is that by the time the people you know getting back know that you're working in Shell, then go take. And that's just the reason. That is the only reason. That's the only reason. Listen to the scripture. Ephesians 4.28 Paul was talking to believers. Believers. Church folks people. He said, let him that stole steal no more. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So, what is in the mind of God? Where your work is concerned, where the works of your hands are, where your business is concerned, is primarily so that you can be a blessing to others. You've been given so that you can give. You've been anointed so that others can draw from you. So the first priority in the mind of God is not so that you can sort yourself, your wife, your children, and your dog. No. It's so that you can be a blessing. And that's what he told Abraham. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. The moment the blessing comes upon you, that moment, God is, has attached people that will draw from that blessing. God has attached people that will draw from the blessing. It says the liberal soul shall be made fat. There is he that scattered and it comes out what? Plenty. But there is the one that withholds more than is necessary. What does it come to? Poverty. Poverty. Let us keep the one that we have. Oh, we don't know tomorrow. Let us say for the rainy day. When we rain, no for. Is it wrong to save? No, it's not wrong to save. Should I just give out all my money? No, you shouldn't give out all your money. But not to have the mindset that you are being blessed to be a blessing. Not to have the mindset that God has inspired you so that you can inspire others. Not to have the mindset that God has given to you so that those who lack 
can find succor and comfort where you are cons- where you are not to have that mindset is wrong and it's not an expression of a blessed life it's not an expression of a blessed life i have gone to do some um maybe i've gone somewhere and uh i'm trying to buy something and someone says ah uh, okay, uh, uh, you, you, you pass that one now you big pass that one now show your boy love so I'm like okay I big pass that one but you're trying to cheat me say yeah, you pass that one I know if you paid this amount for this thing I'm like okay so that I pass that one doesn't mean that I should just you know show that I pass that one oh. of course I'm going to be prudent with my expenses but then if I want to sh- be a blessing to someone let me be a blessing to someone by rule, I don't give beggars money. By rule, I don't care how much you beg and I don't give you money. But you come to me, you're selling a pen and I'm in traffic. I buy a pen from you. Please, for heaven's sake, if the pen is 50 naira and you give the guy 100 naira, please just walk away. Don't collect the 50 naira. What for? That one, you big pass out. Tell your neighbor, I big pass that one. Uh-huh. So, oh boy, you the carry my fifteen hour change run. Don't let go fire you. Ah, come on. Me na me poshwa, me na me poshwa. On top of it, you owe your fifteen hour change. Say, bring fifteen hour first before I give you. Ah, traffic, they move. Just give the guy. Say, honest work you are doing. The Lord bless you. Simple. I be wisdom. Uh-huh. Honest work you are doing. The Lord bless you. Say no, if I give this hundred naira, you go along with the fifty naira. Just give, give the guy the money. And be a blessing to him. That one we know, yes, you passed that one. Hey, at least if you want to struggle for change, struggle for a better change. Glory to God. Someone say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say it out loud, I'm blessed. So God did say to Abraham He said I will make you the father of nations and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed that's Genesis 12 from verse 3 It says so Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lord went with him Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran Abram took Sarah, his wife, Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Moreh at that time. The Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Just watch. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed on still, going towards Negev. All the while, the confirmant of the blessing was still on him. He was still running with that word that I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. 
Now see where things began to change. Now there was a famine from verse 10 in the land. So Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there. For the famine was severe in the land. So he was about to enter Egypt. He said to Sarah, his wife, I know that you're pretty XYZ and all that. They'll come for you and they'll say, oh, let's kill him and take his wife and all that. He said, no, um, tell them you're my sister and XYZ, which was technically correct. And then they got into Egypt and then just as he said, they saw the wife and then the princess saw her and they took her to Pharaoh and XYZ and the Lord afflicted Pharaoh from verse 17 of his household with plagues and all that. And he said to Abraham, what have you done? He said, why did you say to me that you're, is your wife and all that? And I want you to jump to the next um, chapter 13 from verse 1. So Abraham went up from Egypt he and his wife and all he had and lot with him into Negev. Now, Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Why? Because when he was living, Pharaoh took peace offering and gave to him. So my question is, when the blessing is upon you, the first thing that happens to you is not that they give you peace offering. The first thing is that they see that the hand of God is upon you. When that hand is upon you, what happens? It begins to find expression. Ideas begin to flow through you. Wisdom comes in your business and career. Wisdom comes, tells you what to do here, what to do here. And then from that time, men begin to exchange for the value that you carry. From that time, because of the blessing that is upon you, it begins to direct you and lead you. Even in places where they think that things are not working. But because you carry the blessing on you, that blessing begins to find expression to express itself. And when it has done that, you realize that truly what God said when you didn't have anything is true. And that God is not looking to the things that you have to determine whether or not you are a blessed person, but the things that he has. So when God calls you a blessed person, it's because of what he has, not what you have. So when he says that you are blessed, Abraham, he's not looking to Abraham, but he's looking to himself, what he can give to him. When he says you are blessed, he's not looking to you, he's looking to him. So you're affirming, that's what Abraham did. He got to this same place. He said he built an altar. What does it mean to build an altar? It's to acknowledge that God is with me on this journey. To acknowledge that what God has said to me, the fact that I've not seen it, doesn't change anything. But what he has said will definitely come to pass. Someone say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Tell your neighbor I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Stand to your feet church.
every child of God, everyone who is born of God, to a certain degree, carries God in Him. Everyone. However, we find ourselves sometimes it looks like this blessing that they are talking about. When will my time come? When will I begin to enjoy the benefits of this blessing? When will this blessed life really look like a blessed life? Will I continue like this? Look at what the scripture says. In Galatians chapter 4, media help me. From verse 1. It says, I mean that hair. As long as he's a child, is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So what it means simply is this. That at one time you and I, though we own everything by the virtue of our association and bridge with Jesus, at one time, but we are children and certain responsibilities cannot be committed to our hands. At some time, we may not, it may not look like we own everything. But in actual fact, we are the heir apparent to the throne. So my son Jesse is the heir apparent to my vast empire. But he's still a child. So imagine he comes home one day and says, Mommy, give me the key to the car. I'm going out. Is he heir apparent? Yes. Am I correct? But please, why will his mom not give him the key? Man, he's heir apparent. Why will his mom not give him the key? Because he's still a child. Because he's still a child. Certain things you're asking from God, God is telling you, grow old. that I can give it to you but you're still a child I 
can commit certain responsibilities to your hand, you need to grow up. You're still a child. But if my help in the house, peradventure she can drive, and there's an emergency, I'm, I'm not home, my wife is not home. When she takes the car to drive and go sort out the emergency, when I come back, will I be angry, Pastor Paul? No, sir. Why? But she, I mean, she's my, she's just the help in the house. Why didn't you give it to the heir apparent? Is the heir apparent? Please, why, why should I not be angry? Because the heir apparent is a child. The heir apparent is a child. Is a child. In the kingdom of God, positionally, you are a king. Positionally, you are the heir apparent. But when it comes to responsibility, you are a child. So what we, when we come to God, we come, I'm your son, I'm your son. Your, your sonship alone is not enough. Don't you know I'm your son? I'm your daughter. How can the daughter of Abraham be in this condition for these 12 years? Lord! That's not enough. That's not enough. The moment you begin to take responsibility at certain levels, then God begins to commit to your hands. He says, I've seen servants and horses and princes walking. And the Lord said to me, he said, the day the prince realized that he's the prince, naturally, the servant will come down, he will climb the horse. It's responsibility. It's responsibility. There are certain responsibilities that God has have committed to people who are not even born again. Because the one who is born again is a child. He can't deliver on the project. He can't deliver on the assignment. He's still a child. So responsibility in the kingdom of God is higher than position. It's higher than position. That's why you see of Jesus. God gave him both a higher responsibility and a higher position. A higher responsibility and a higher position. So he has balanced the two in Christ Jesus. So by responsibility, Jesus is higher. He has done more. And he can do more. By position, he's also higher. That's where God wants you and I to be as believers. No more childishness. No. No more childishness. If your diligence requires you to be diligent, be diligent to the core. When, because for that blessing to find expression, it needs certain principles. It's not just being a son alone. You have to go to driving school. Am I talking? It's not just being a son. Oh, I'm the airplane. Give me the key. Can you drive? No. So let's give it to somebody that can drive. But he's not born again. But can you drive? Do you want to kill all of us? He said, no, but I'm the airplane. That's how some of us pray to God. I go 
is asking you, say, settle this part first. The blessing is yours. No, do you understand? The blessing is yours. There is no controversy. It belongs to you. But certain things are not in place. Certain things are not right yet. And you want to enjoy the blessed life. You will kill everybody. So I cannot give you the car. No good thing will you withhold from me. Say, but this one, let me withhold it. It's still for you. But hold on. Settle this part first. So when you say I'm blessed, it's not a lie. It's actually true. It's true. But God wants you to grow up. Because the moment you grow up, you begin to see that these things are yours. Say all things are yours in Christ Jesus. These things are yours. So once you've grown up, the ease of access is there. You can reach out to these things. You can enjoy them. You can enjoy them. The instructions of God are not grievous. Glory to God. I'll pass my time. I'll continue next Sunday. Someone say I'm blessed. I am blessed. Say I'm blessed in my finances. I'm blessed in my body. I'm blessed in my mind. I'm blessed in my family. I'm blessed all around. In the name of Jesus. Come and lift your hands to heaven. Oh, thank you, precious Father. We are blessed on every side. And we enjoy the blessing. As we partake of the communion today, I want you to just keep talking to God. When you have that consciousness of the blessing upon you, you have that consciousness of who you are in Christ Jesus, it will spur you into places and realms and God will begin to lead you to the place of wealth and total dominion. Total dominion. Because you recognize that is a blessing on you. There's a blessing on you. There's a blessing on you. And that blessing, Jesus has made the way for you and I. Lift your hands to heaven. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.